Hi everyone and welcome to the last podcast of 2021. Good news, I'm not going to suggest that you calm down and prioritise this Christmas, but before I leap into this week's sage offering, I just want to address a little Christmas conundrum that I've had over the years. How do we do something meaningful for the people on the streets as we walk past them to do last minute shopping or grab a coffee? I chatted with my lovely friend David Baker, who you've met on the podcast a few times, and he's supported the garage at Trinity for many years, who in turn support people in need. And he really helped me to get my perspective. He said, don't be intimidated by the perceived difference between our worlds and theirs. Being noticed has its value and just taking a moment to give someone your attention is a warm and human thing to do over this cold Christmas period. And this helped me too. If you're often torn by the fact that they're wanting some loose change, nobody carries that these days, whilst you're deciding between a latte and a flat white. And there's just that incongruous difference, isn't there? So he said, be aware that there are lots of charities in your local area who are providing food and support, and you can find a way to support those charities. Or if you're looking for something more immediately compassionate, you can offer a hot drink, or you can pick up a Costco or a Starbucks card or similar and give it to them so that they can grab a hot drink. And we used to, as a family, take sandwiches out with us from time to time, and that was something that we could give out. And one of my kids still does that. I acknowledge that they're not supposed to be there and I'm sure there are lots of politics that I'm leaping straight over and also leaping straight over the fact that actually if there is a big gap should we be addressing it in a more meaningful way not just the Christmas issue but sometimes we can get so overwhelmed with something we forget that actually we can do something small. A hot drink, a bite of food or an acknowledgement might not solve the big issue but it's more thoughtful than walking on by. And just to make you laugh at my failed attempt, the other day I bought some packets of hot cross buns to take around with me when I was in London because the need there is so pressing and overwhelming. And I did feel out of my comfort zone and just to make things worse, I offered a packet to someone who it turns out was neither homeless or in need egg on my face. However, undeterred, I pressed on and got a better reception from some very kind people snuggled up in their sleeping bags. Anyway, that was just food for thought. Now to Christmas and not telling you to calm down and prioritise. Because you've heard it all before. And we all fall into that trap to a greater or lesser extent over Christmas. So no amount of me encouraging you is going to stop you or me from falling into that and prioritising the wrong things at certain moments over Christmas. However, you know the gist of it, and what I do find is that as we try each year to get that balance right, we get a little better at it as the years go by. We're practising parenting. That means we're not perfect, but we can improve if we're intentional about improving. But when you can't take anything out to balance the scales, sometimes it's easier to put something in. After all, you're on go mode anyway. So here's my suggestion. Put in time to process the day with your kids. You might not get time every day, but over the Christmas period, you might get a couple of moments where you allow them to share how the day or how the days have felt for them. Christmas can feel overloaded for them and they need to process it and I'll tell you why. 
Memories need to make it from the short-term memory down into the long-term memory. You know when all of those things are just buzzing around your brain, that's often because they haven't been moved to storage. They're all in the in-tray, waiting to be dealt with. PTSD is like that. It's memories that feel ever-present because they haven't been able to be filed. So they recur just as though they're happening right now. In a much smaller way, this happens to us and our kids. And it fills our heads, the good, the hard, the to-do lists, the experiences. They're all in that waiting room, causing stress. So there are two ways to move them on. One is to process and the other is during sleep. One of the functions of the rapid eye movement phase of sleep is that memories get ported down to their permanent places. It's like filing photographs. They can be retrieved, enjoyed or reconsidered and they're just not buzzing around the brain that's trying to do today. That's one of the reasons why a whole night's sleep is so healthy for us as parents and for the younger developing brains. But we won't tackle the sleep one today, particularly as excited young minds are alert for the excitement of Christmas and the late night visitor on Christmas Eve. And slightly older children are buzzing with social activities and gifts, etc. So that leaves us with processing. Does that mean you need a deep and meaningful, intense chat with each child every day? Not at all. It just means take space to talk about the good and the not so good. We all want Christmas to be perfect. Spoiler, it isn't. And they need to feel safe to share that. The friend, the gift, the sibling that disappointed or jolly well ruined a perfect moment can be talked about without it destroying the Christmas vibe. We can use our empathy skills to acknowledge the disappointments. And the good moments need to take their place too. Sometimes it's all so exciting it needs to be relived in order to find its long-term place in the storehouse. Let them tell you about special moments almost as though you weren't there. Lean in with some good questions. What did you love most about that? How did it make you feel? Why was that funny, good, crazy, surprising? You might know the answer already, but let them share it. And along with it, if you're listening out carefully, they'll attach a feeling to it. And that's where the magic happens. How it made them feel when it was funny, good, crazy, surprising is their unique experience. And it's like playing pairs each experience needs to find its matching feeling and have that digested by you, listened to, appreciated, in order for it to move down to its healthy place. I felt happy, sad, confused, angry, sore, loved. Allowing a child to express these feelings and have them validated sets their soul at peace. And when we respond to the difficult ones by saying, yeah, but you got the iPad you wanted, didn't you? We're not really listening. When we watch a wonderful moment and assume that we understand all the emotions involved, we're not making space for them to relive it and park it. It doesn't take long. A little chat over a snuggle or a hot chocolate or a walk or a drive. Whether they're two or 22, they need us to pay attention so that all the wonders of Christmas find their places in their hearts and their long-term memories. 
If your kids are small, they're watching to see if you're that safe space or whether they're just talking to your back as you're clearing, icing a cake or entertaining. I know it takes a few minutes, but as my friend Alice Bond pointed out on the podcast a few months ago, it's a false economy not to take that time to listen. And if they're older and this is a new habit for you, surprise them with your availability. It's a game changer. You don't have to have any answers. You just have to listen and acknowledge and accept their perspective. It's a connector. It clears that metaphorical bridge that I often refer to, the relational bridge, and it makes it uncluttered and easy to cross. So the relationship with us is more straightforward and certainly more appealing. And in the end, isn't that what matters most? Have a super Christmas. And here's a great gift idea for a friend or a partner. Parenting for Life is a beautiful, colourful, coffee table parenting book and it sets you up for connected relationship. It's got a tip on every page and a theme per chapter. It's easy to read and to quote some readers, it's life-changing, it's empowering, it cuts through the arguments and it gives you the tools to help you restore peace. I love hearing comments like that because it's in my heart and soul to encourage, equip and empower parents and of course for me to keep on learning too. It's available on the link below or you can find it easily at thecourageousmama.com that's M-U-M-M-A because I know there's lots of different spellings for that and you can find me everywhere by that moniker on the pod, Instagram, the blog and at gmail.com. You'll also find a link below if you want to chat about something specific to your family life and find some tools for freedom. And the greatest blessing that you can give me this Christmas is some feedback. Pop me a few stars below and give me a comment or get in touch with me and tell me how the podcast has helped you or what you'd like to hear about. I heard back from one mom last week and it just made my day. She let me know that listening to The Courageous Mama makes her realise that there's so much she's getting right. I love that. I think we harangue ourselves as parents and sometimes just feeling encouraged can change our day. So pop me something so that I can know if I'm on track for you all. And you can do that on the comments below or by email madelinestaniaicloud.com or thecourageousmama at gmail.com or on the blog or Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. So with much, much love from me, I wish you a happy Christmas season and every blessing for 2022. See you then.